Hello and welcome to episode 203 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. That's 203, which is the area code for Connecticut. So if you are in the 203 area code and you are listening to this today, for the next 24 hours from this moment, is a purge day for you. Lawless, blameless, no consequences. Go nuts, get them back, take it back. It's your day, King. All right, today we have disclaimer. Don't anybody go crazy and go on a fucking shooting spree because I told you to. Hi. (laughs) Today we have a great show. You said we were going to have part two. I know what I said last week. That's not happening. How come? I don't want to. Bloomington 1970, I gave you a taste of it. You know whether you want it or not. It's at heartofmarkness.com for free. You can grab it there. And I wanted to, I, I got this one, uh, this show, the tonight's show, off of Dime a Dozen. And it is May 26th, 1995, just a couple days after the show that I saw them in Portland. This is a very nice recording, a very good show. Very happy band, very excited people. It's a it's it's a good one. I grabbed it off a dime a dozen the other day, and uh, yeah, top notch. It has it has really good energy, has really good playing, really good sound, and it is something I wanted to share with you all. So, if you want more of Bloomington 1970, and I don't blame you if you do, go to harnamarkness.com, download the show, and then. Grease yourself up real good and uh, listen to your heart's content, man. No judgment. All right. What else do we have for you? Well, I have not nothing for you yet, do I? Sorry, my text, uh, my phone went off and I was minorly distracted. I am no longer distracted. You have my undivided attention. And that undivided attention will yield you the 1995 unleaded tour jimmy page robert plant if you are one of the tens of people under the age of 90 who listen to this podcast you will maybe not know that this was the first time jimmy and robert got back together for a sustained project was the unleaded album which was the mtv unplugged episode that robert did with jimmy and then became this whole big thing which is real good They put out an excellent unleaded episode on MTV. If you haven't seen that, see it, get it, own it. It's really cool. And then they went on tour and they brought a bunch of folks with them. This was the Robert Plant Show. Robert's touring band, Robert's son-in-law, Robert having a very big say in things for the first time. In a lot, well, for the first time since uh, the Atlantic Records reunion, when he was uh, he had the hit record, he had the flex, and he tried to flex on Jimmy. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm not doing Stairway, <laughs> which fucked up the vibe for the night. But whatever, those two interesting energy. Uh, so they're doing this '95 tour. They had Paul Thompson from The Cure as their second guitarist, and Robert's band Charlie. Lee? No, Michael Lee. Charlie Jones. Shit. Michael Lee on drums. <coughs> really fun drummer. Hard 
hitting. He had done work with the cult. I think he'd had uh, finished up. He, he unfortunately died of, uh, of a seizure uh, at a young age. It was very tragic because he's a good drummer. And he, he really, he, he fit well with Jimmy. He played off Jimmy's energy in the very in the right way, and they did a lot of good stuff. And he couldn't help but pull Charlie Jonesen, who's not a bad bass player at all. And uh, actually, over the years of them being together, they kind of uh, oozed from Robert's side to Jimmy's side, as evidenced on the 98 tour, which is fire. But it's also the one where Robert's like, you know what, I, I'm done. Which I don't blame him either. He never wanted to be an oldies act. He was turned into an oldies act. And uh, so he jumped. And he hasn't come back. And he's put out some amazing stuff. And I respect him tremendously. So. They're out doing all this stuff. Playing all these songs. To people who are. For the most part. You've got everybody. You've got people who saw Zeppelin back in the day and are yearning to see them again. You have people who, like me, who didn't get to see Zeppelin, but got to see, you know, The Firm, Robert Plant in the 80s, The Outrider Tour, that stuff. But not not, not them together. Although I was at the Robert Plant show in 93 in Boston, which I attended, Jimmy was there, and that was the night after which they went out to dinner and... Uh, brought up and worked out the whole let's do the unleaded project that night but jimmy did not get up on stage and jam alas and at the outrider show that i saw robert was there because he was playing the same venue the very next night and he was there and i saw him behind the bass stack behind durbin laverty's bass stack during over the hills and far away i didn't see all of him but i saw his giant hair and i saw uh like a bit of his face and his nose and john miles turned and did a little bow while he was singing like many have i loved like did a bow to him which made me look at him and go oh my god they're gonna jam and then jimmy came out for the encore and was like oh i want to introduce some very special people and i'm like oh oh, it's happening and then he he just shouted out gave a shout out to steve tyler and joe perry from aerosmith who were also there and they didn't jam either so (sighs) blue balls led zeppelin blue balls but this tour 95 tour Really good, really good, really good. As it moved along and then uh, went to Japan, they shed some of the supplemental musicians. And uh, eventually, by the time they got to the 1998 tour, they were back down to a nice, tight four-piece. And Jimmy was playing crazy good. All righty, here endeth the lesson. Let's listen to the show opener, which is Thank You, May 26th. 1995 listen to the crowd boom thank you is a great song i i I questioned them opening with it because it's so low energy but i get it it's a build it's a build it's a build it's a build and then the payoff no one's better than that than jimmy page here you go buddies thank you and thank you The sun refused to shine 
very nice. A nice show opener because it does bring the energy up with it, and then Jimmy gets two two solo breaks, and the crowd gets to go nuts, and they get to experience the dynamic, and they get a little taste of Led Zeppelin right off the bat, and people get to set their expectations and go, oh, this is going to be great. And for the newbies that are there, it sounds like the unleaded VHS that they taped off of MTV that they're seeing. So... A win, 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 win. Good sound, too. The sound does kind of beep and bop a little bit as people are moving around. Um, you can hear somebody fairly nearby uh, threw up all over the place, and there's kind of a lot of muted moments as people are walking around and getting out of the way of that, and you can hear people talking about it. It's like, hey, man, can I stand here? Well, you don't have seats? No, the guy just puked everything all over there. Like, oh, he's taping? You know, the people are like, oh, he's taping, move. Uh, but it adds to the, uh, hey, it's a document of the moment, right? Doesn't exist. Otherwise, on this tape, thank you, Kevin Davey. This is from the late Kevin Davey. I know he's late because the person who put together this particular uh, BitTorrent had a nice folder of uh, memorial stuff and obituaries about the man, which I think is really cool. So, rest in peace, Kevin Davey. Thank you. Now, this show is taped by other folks, too, but this particular one is a particular particular document and a snapshot of what it was like to be sitting there in Vancouver at that moment. It's super, it's just so freaking neat that these exist. Pacific Coliseum, Vancouver, BC. Friday, May 26th. Look at that. Thank you, Kevin Davey. Let's move on. He recorded on a Sony ECM 909 stereo condenser mic in hat to a Sony WND6C professional recording Walkman. Nice. Dolby off on a Maxell XL2S90. Ugh! My favorite cassette. That was the workhorse when I was doing... T- I didn't tape shows, but I'd made mixtapes and did home recording and shit like that. Lots of mixtapes, Christ almighty. Um, love the Maxell XL2S. I love Denon tapes, too, because I had a Denon rig. But my heart always belonged to Maxell. Wasn't a TDK guy. But yeah, the, the, Denon, the Denon metal tapes were good. That Sony metal tape with the ceramic shell had heft to it, weighed like four and a half, five ounces. Beautiful. That fucker. You could crank the recording levels on that. All right. Well, now that we've done that, let's move it on home to a lovely page plant performance of a Coverdale page song, Shake My Tree. And this is really nice because you get to experience the wonder of the Coverdale page music without the horror of the Coverdale. So that's a really big win. You don't get Guy Pratt on bass and you don't get, uh, I can't remember his name on drums. Danny something? Shit, I'm sorry. I'm old. But you do get a really nice performance. You get to hear Jimmy stretch out on a song of his. You can feel the pride and the smile as he's playing it because the crowd reacts 
which is really neat because the tickets did not move for the Coverdale Page Tour, which is why they didn't, they didn't uh, have one in the United States. And also, by that time, Robert had already been like, Hey, baby, I think you and I could work something out. Don't you still love me? I think we can make it. <clears throat> when he lured Jimmy back. Which is great. I'm, I would much rather see Page Plant than Coverdale Page. Although, Coverdale Page would have been fucking great because Jimmy was playing like a beast. Ugh. See? Just all these. It's a web. A, le- a web of contradictions. But, you know what it isn't? Shake my tree. <laughs> Shake my tree. I command you. Alright guys, listen. It's really good, really fun. And... Remember, this, I think, if I remember correctly, this song in particular has a lot of issues with people walking in front of the mic. So, it's, it's, it's manageable. And if it isn't, I'm sorry. Overall, it sounds great, and the performance is hot. Enjoy. Keep 
Not a big fan of the suck it. Well, from Robert. <laughs> um, you know, excuse me, sir, you're 47 years old. Please. Awesome performance, though. Again, sorry for the sonic mix-up, but it's a little funny that somebody threw up and you could hear him talking about it. And the song itself, great. High energy performance, really, really badass. And just, you know, there's good stuff on that Coverdale Page album, if you can just get past the Coverdale. And a lot of folks can. I, I just, I have a real hard time with it. All right, plowing ahead, as they say. Oh, yeah. Now we got a good one. That, uh, I don't think they kept for every show in the tour. I can't recall if they played it at mine. But always a delight to hear them play it. Dancing Days, throwback to the Houses of the Holy track. Really nicely done. Super fun. Crowd gets into it once they realize what they're hearing. And, uh, yeah, here you go. Dancing Days, same show, May 26th. I will be back. Well, when the song's over, you know how it goes.
Very cool. They stopped playing that song in 72, I think. Except for that time in 77. But that was acoustic. Huh. I like that. I didn't like that when I first heard Houses of the Holy as a child. I'm like, that's icky music. But, I like it now. I have one more song for you. And it's a good one. It's a doozy. But first, the spiel. I'll get through it quick. You can find me anywhere you can find podcasts. On Apple... Android, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Podbean, all that shit. But you know it because you're listening. I'm also on YouTube, but I couldn't post the 200th episode on YouTube. Got a hard no from them on that one because of the uh, the content. It was the, the BBC communication breakdown. Even though it was the unedited version, they were like, nope, can't play it, motherfucker, we're watching you. So, uh... Sorry, folks on YouTube, you're not getting a 200th episode until and unless I re-edit it, which I should do, and I might do, but I won't do. Oh, it'll be really easy to do. Okay, yes, I can do it. Sorry. <clears throat> I will do it. And I have a Facebook group, Harder Marcus Facebook group. There's a couple hundred folks in there, and they're all nice. So join the Facebook group if you want to talk to some people about Led Zeppelin, about the podcast, about other classic rock stuff. It's a great way to network and talk about that hobby of yours which is classic rock and live classic rock with people who share the same and i'm on twitter i would love it if you would follow me on twitter heart of markness and uh you know i'll be nice what else heartofmarkness.com as i mentioned earlier that is where i post the shows that i discuss the entire show not just the songs that i cover so you can go to heartofmarkness.com right now Find the posting for this week's podcast. If, if you're listening to this, like, these are forever. So if this is like three years later from uh, right now, it's two, February 16th, 2023. So if it's like, you know, 2094, you're out of luck. But go there, find the show. There's a mega link cloud server. Grab it from the mega link. You own it. You have it. There you go. It's yours. That's how this works. Free. I got it for free. Kevin Davey traded it for free and uh mix of the world go round and page plant actually had a taper section on this tour like the grateful dead in jam bands do where you could set up your rig just a little like one square foot of space of floor where you set your rig and record and that's very nice because free trade is cool and it's good right on also if you like what I do and you like how I do it and you feel like it and you can, uh, please go to patreon.com slash heart of Markness or press the Patreon button on heartofmarkness.com while you're there and see if there's something there for you. One of the perks of being a patron, aside from actually materially benefiting the show and myself and paying for the SoundCloud hosting and the mega hosting and the website hosting, so many hostings and the microphone through which I speak to you. You get your name read out, unless you tell me not to. So for this week, a Laurel and Hardy handshake go out to Keith and Tilda, Brian, Matt, Steve, George, Big Ed, Kenny Simons, or Kenny Simmons, John from West Footscray, Picard, Knegarn, Rob from Melbourne, Australia. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Wayne, 
Brad, Dan, Yell, Tracy, David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Thank you, my friends. Means the world to me, your support. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Moving along. In the evening, ladies and gentlemen, it is no secret that I love the 1995 rendition of In the Evening with the Egyptian Pharaohs Orchestra, the uh, the the Middle Eastern Percussion Group. I can't remember their name. Maybe they were the Middle Eastern Four. What the, the, what Page Plant had at these shows where they had an orchestra, a Western orchestra, hired out for whoever the orchestra was for the city that they were playing that night. Uh, they also had a small section of uh, violins, violas, etc., uh, called the Egyptian Pharaohs, playing in a more Eastern manner. That you could hear, well, you'll hear, <laughs> that you're going to hear very shortly. And there's a bunch of dudes with uh, hand drums, lap drums, really cool shit, playing some really cool rhythms. And there's a bunch of them and if you, with, with, with uh, finger chimes and stuff, too. All of them um, of, of uh, Middle Eastern Levantine uh, derivation. And it is good i love it i love it hearing the the drums the percussion come in underneath michael lee's playing always always gets me always always gets me and and one day i'm going to find the perp the tape that has the perfect balance of that and i'm going to play it for you and i'm going to go see that is genius but for now listen to an excellent song played really 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 well and um instead of having like they did on the 1980 tour and at the nebworth the horrible uh, of Jonesy's keyboard. Instead of that, they just play Parcaris Alhambra, which works wonders, and it's so good, and it's so good. All right, guys, listen. When I saw them in Portland and they played this show, that was the first time in the entire concert that I actually lost my shit and started screaming like a teenager. Not that I didn't love everything before that. I was enraptured. But that was the one that made me lose my mind. So enjoy it, friends. I hope you like it. And, uh, yeah, in the evening.
And I'm spent. That was awesome. I love that so much. Man, when I find that perfect mix, you'll all hear. You'll all hear what I hear. <clears throat> I mean, that was great. Really good rendition. The bit of carousel ombre was good. Everybody was into it. Having that percussion polyrhythm right under the surface really, really, really got things cooking. Jesus. Super fun. They should release more live shit. <clears throat> if they're not going to put out Zeppelin, because I guess that's a giant clusterfuck of all it takes is one person, hmm, I wonder who, to veto and nothing happens, so we get fucking snowboards and pinball machines. Instead of content. But that's why I'm here. To bring it to you. But Page Plant could put out some stuff. Page Plant could remaster and unbrick wall their uh, first album. Jesus. Oh, now I'm mad. All right. Thank you for listening, folks. Please be good to yourselves and each other, and I'll talk to you next week with more Zeppelin. Bye-bye. <laughs>